the world was upside down. There was an uneasiness in the land. Some called for a revolution. Others asked for patience. No one knew what would happen next. This was the world Jesus was born into. So when the author of Mark, the first who wrote the story of Jesus' life, he didn't start with Jesus' birth. He looked back to another uncertain and uneasy time, a time when the prophet Isaiah wrote to a people in exile, when all that they had known had changed, and they had had to adapt. Adapt, but not give up. They would not go quietly into the darkness. It was in these uneasy, dark, uncertain times that hope sustained God's people. A Jew of a later generation, living in a Nazi concentration camp in Cologne, Germany, wrote lines of poetry that you heard sung this morning. It's from these times of uncertainty and darkness that hope comes to us. Not some weak hope, not a desire for something we'd merely like, but a hope that sparks something inside of us to persevere, to get through. So as I speak of hope today, I am speaking of something powerful. I am speaking of something that will shape our souls, not just to get through this present darkness, but to emerge triumphant. After his baptism, Jesus went into the wilderness and he faced darkness. He was tempted. He faced evil. And it was from this experience that he began to say and do the things that he did that changed the world. Our Advent theme song, I believe, got me thinking about another story. Another story from the time of a Holocaust, which was a story told in a documentary from a few years ago called Defiant Requiem. Earlier, I said that music has often become the soundtrack of hope. Music can speak words of hope and power to us when other voices turn hateful and dark. Music at Christmas sets a tone in the darkest days of the year. Many people I know started cranking up the Christmas music early this year, and I think there's a reason for that. Our souls are fed by the soundtrack of Christmas hope, now more than at any time that I can remember. Now, in our story, there was this brilliant Czech conductor named Raphael Schatzi, who was arrested by the Nazis in 1941, and he was imprisoned in the Terrorism concentration camp. Now, in those dark days, 
he petitioned the camp leaders to allow him to recruit 150 prisoners to teach them Verdi's Requiem. Amazing man. He knew not just the power of music, but the need for hope to persevere. This Verdi's Requiem put all of us into another world. This was not the world with the Nazis. This was our world. God's spirit nourishes the human spirit with hope. That woman, Marianka Zadokow, she found the power of music in a way to claim a world that no darkness could touch. She was not in the Nazis' world. Through music, God spoke a word of power, of defiance. Did you hear that in her voice? She claimed agency, power in a situation in which other avenues to respond to evil were closed. She, along with 150 other prisoners, found a hope that sparked something inside of them, that got them through. And even more than to get through, to face humanity's worst and remind us of our own best qualities. And that's what I want you to hear today. You must find your hope. You must find that thing that you can do that no amount of isolation or hate or fear can touch. Find something that brings beauty and light into the world. Marianka put it this way. I don't think the soul has to be nourished by anything but by heavenly music. The, the soul doesn't need anything else. Her soul could find nourishment from heavenly music. Isaiah found nourishment leading people like Raphael did. Jesus found nourishment from angels as he survived in the wild. What people of faith have found again and again throughout the ages is that God will provide Nourishing hope, always. And hope, hope has a power to get us through any darkness. So maybe it's not music for you. Maybe it's resolving to contact one other human being each day with a card, a note, a message, a call, whatever just reaching out to tell them that you think that they are wonderful. That would be enough. Maybe it's getting out with a rake or a shovel and just taking care of somebody else's yard or driveway or any random act of kindness. That would be enough. Maybe it's opting in to use your $100 to bless someone. And you've got until Christmas to get in on that. 
that would be enough. Or maybe it's time for you to start speaking out and engaging the justice that our world is calling out for. I know some of you are going to be joining Diane Kuhn, Lauren Griffiths, and me on Tuesday evening at 7 p.m. We're having a Zoom meeting about that, about how we can reach out with justice. Maybe now is your moment to get involved with changing this world. Whatever it is for you. But in these days of isolation and darkness, you must shine your hope into the world in some way. So let me put it out there even a little bit more directly. If 150 people living in a concentration camp can find hope, you and I have no excuse. Each of us has to choose hope in this moment to claim it. When circumstances, circumstances beyond our control, rob us of our freedom, our souls cry out to be creative, to find ways to make a difference, to bring some beauty and light into the world. Jesus could not begin his ministry until he experienced isolation, alone in the wilderness, facing evil, nourished by angels. Your soul, too, cries out for angels, both to see the angels that attend us now, who won't leave us alone in this wilderness, and to be an angel of mercy and justice, of compassion in these days. Because it's in these moments of darkness that the starlight of hope shines brightest. This, this is where our hope is claimed. This is where and when we choose to bear light in whatever way we can. Amen.